Paranormal Perception is a full-bodied apparition summoned by 22 Creations Multimedia LLC. guide through the unknown ghosts artificial intelligence cryptozoology disclosure parapsychology a world of shadows it is called the unknown, unknown for a reason this is your guide through the new normal for the new decade paranormal, paranormal perception, perception with henry, henry san miguel, san miguel. Close your eyes, open your ears and your mind. This, this is your, is new, your perception new perception on the, on paranormal. the paranormal. Paranormal Perception. Here's your host, Henry San Miguel. And here I am, welcome to Paranormal Perception. Question for some of you out there, I know you have, how many of you have done EVP sessions? How many of you have recorded strange voices unexplained voices not disembodied but strange voices on your evps that you just can't explain well i'm trying to do the same thing here on the show what am i talking about i'm talking about if you go to the main website to the show's main website which is paranormalperception.show yeah it's a thing usually you expect dot com but it's it's dot show it's a thing go on there scroll down a little bit from where you you're listening to the show and you'll see there's a button there that says push here to start recording when you do that you'll be doing exactly that you'll be leaving a message for either myself or the guest that we have coming up and i'll let you know ahead of time who the guests are going to be so you can check out their websites or their whatever they have their social media find out a little bit more about them and before they come on paranormal perception you can leave a question for them and i'll play it back and they'll directly answer it here on the show I introduced this to, to the other show that I have, to the Geek Speak show, and it's been working out pretty good over there. So I figured, why not? Why not bring it over here? Not quite an EVP, like I said, but um, it it is electronic. It's a voice, not a phenomena. It's you guys again. Paranormalperception.show. It's all on there. And speaking of the other show, speaking of the Geek Speak show, um, those of you that listen to that one as well as Paranormal Perception. You heard an interview with Jordan Graham. He's a writer, a director, producer, editor. He Well, on the movie we're going to talk about, he he pretty much did it all. And the movie's called Sator, S-A-T-O-R. It's a very personal film to him as you listen, those of you that did listen to that interview. It's a very personal film to him because it deals with, number one, uh, mental illness, dementia. And it also deals with an entity, an entity named Sator, who... Uh, appeared to his grandma and acted like a well she says like a like a guardian angel his mom also says that others other family members and other people who have heard the story they don't they don't think he's such a nice person not such a nice entity this satyr so jordan decided to make a movie not specifically about his grandma but it was definitely based on a matter of fact his grandma is in the movie she some of the videos that that he took and some of the pictures a lot of her journal entries that she kept all throughout her um throughout the, all the time she had the uh, the mental illness 
and was speaking to Seder, or Seder was speaking to her, I should say, he included that actually in this movie, which again, not not autobiographical at all. So on the Geek Speak show uh, a couple of days ago, Wednesday, on the Geek Speak show, we talked about the movie, the usual things I talk about over there, what it was, what was it like to film it, uh, things like that. But there, the story behind Seder, the movie, why he did it. I said, you know, let me let's continue this conversation here on paranormal perception because it's definitely something that I know all of you will be interested in hearing. So we're gonna do that uh, here on the on the uh, on paranormal perception. We're going to talk to Jordan Graham. We'll talk a little bit about the movie so you guys can watch it. it it's it's available now. It just came out this Tuesday, so so it's available now if you want to watch it over the weekend. But before you do, we're not gonna spoil anything here. But before you do. I highly suggest you listen to the story that Jordan is about to tell you about the story behind the story, the story behind Seder. It is, well, I'll just put it this way. It begins, on, no, not on the dark stormy night. It begins with a Ouija board session. Yeah, that got your attention, huh? Paranormal Perception will return in a moment. Who said we won't have fun in 2021? Head on over to thegeekspeakshow.com to hear interviews with actors and directors from the summer blockbusters, streaming content, and TV shows. And he gets the best answers direct from the actors' mouths. I've paid my due as an actress and um, as someone who is um, on the shoot. Yeah. Someone just farted. <laughs> Someone <laughs> just farted. Was it one of you guys? I no. I said the best answers. <laughs> Agents of farts. It stands for fairly adorable recreational tooting. <laughs> tooting shield. From a more than 30-year professional. Okay, we good. Well, I forgot what I had. <laughs> The Geek Speak Show, available on all podcast platforms and thegeekspeakshow.com. I think I think we're done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition, or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please be seated? Our program is about to resume. Paranormal Perception. So those of you that do listen to the other show that I do, the Geek Speak Show, yeah, like I said, you heard Jordan Graham talk about his new movie, Seder, which is available now. It's available on Amazon Video, on Google Play, iTunes, Apple TV, Fandango, pretty much everything except for you know the obvious streamers. But wherever you get your, your video on demand of movies, it's on there. I have a link to everything on the show description. And the movie, like I said, is very, very personal to Jordan, as you'll hear in just a second. Because it deals with his grandmother. It's something that his grandmother went through pretty much um, from the age of, I believe he said 13 or somewhere somewhere in there. Uh, if I remember the story correctly, he'll tell us to, in, in a second, like I said. But 
we over on the Geek Speak show, we talked about the movie itself. Uh, again, this is a this is literally a labor of love, not only because it's very personal to him, but also because he he did everything. He was the director, he was the writer, he was the producer, the editor. He's made, he wrote the score for the film, the music, sound effects, catering, anything he could think of. Jordan did himself. He had, yeah, he had a cast, not a, not a huge cast, but he had some. He had a cast of actors. But as far as the tech crew, it was just Jordan. Jordan Graham was the only one that did everything. So, de- so definitely a labor of love on 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 both sides of the of the, of the lens, both in front and behind. In front, however, that's what I want to talk about here on Paranormal Perception. Because a lot of you wondering. Wait, you, Henry, you've never had a movie on Paranormal Perception. Why are you including the movie this time? Well, because the movie's good, yes, but also, like I said, it deals with a topic that we we have covered here in the past on Paranormal Perception, and, and definitely I know all of you will want to hear about it. And that story is the story behind Seder. The, the, Seder's not just a movie. It's an entity that Jordan Graham's grandmother listened to. He spoke to her, he guided her, some say he was like a guardian to her, others say he wasn't such a good influence on her. Where does Jordan fall on that? Well, the movie's not autobiographical, but let's find out. Let's welcome him now to Paranormal Perception. Jordan Graham, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. It's listening to your intro and now listening to you speak, it's like, oh, I'm on this thing now. I just wanted to hear you, hear what you had to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Doing well. Yeah, well, I'm good and and well, good. And I'm also like like the listeners, very curious. I've actually been talking about this since last week when I teased that you were going to come on, and they 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 heard the uh, the Geek Speak interview where we talked, like I said, more about the movie. But now on paranormal paranormal perception, this this is the audience for it. Let's talk about. Well, first, let, let me have you talk about the movie a little bit for those of you who didn't listen to that interview on on Geek Speak. First, tell them what what the movie Seder is about, and then we'll get into the story behind it. Well, the the film is about a family that's dealing with uh, a supernatural entity that wants uh, to claim them. Uh, but there's a truth to that story. Uh, uh, real history with my uh, grandmother. In 1968, she brought home a, a Ouija board and summoned up an entity named Seder who ended up... Uh, she ended up becoming obsessed with him. And by the end of that three months, she ended up in a psychiatric hospital because of it. And, um, yeah, so, uh, that was the inspiration. And my grandmother actually stars in the film and she talks all about her experiences with Seder and the voices that were in her head. And I made a fictional story around it. Do how how did you how did you come to learn about because I'm 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 not gonna ask you how old you are but I, I, were you around in 1960? Yeah, thirty four now. Oh no, yeah, that was, no, I was born in eighty six. So yeah, so, um, so I mean, how how did you find out about Seder and 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 everybody your family's experience with this entity? Yeah, so that was the whole experience with this film. So uh, my grandmother was not supposed to be a part of this film, and the, like when I started shooting it, I when I decided to use her house as a location. I was like, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put her in a quick cameo, and that would be the end of it. Uh, and if well, if I liked it, then I'll put it in the film, and and and, and uh, it'd be a cool way to memorialize her. But then, as soon as 
she started speaking, she was talking about the voices in her head and how she used to communicate with them through something called automatic writing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I had no idea what that was. And she just decided to share it while we were shooting. And when I uh, was finished with that day, I went back home and uh, was listening to it. And then I asked my family members about like, Oh, what, um, what is this? Like what, what, what happened with this automatic writing? And, and my mom was 12 at the time. Uh, so yeah, so I wasn't around then. Um, and she, uh, they didn't know my family. Like they, they, I always knew about Seder. My mom always knew about Seder, uh, just that he was my grandmother's guardian. Um, but that's kind of about it. Uh, cause they're too young really to remember. And just that she would mess around with the Ouija board. Uh, so, uh, and so I wanted to continue to figure out how to incorporate Seder or not Seder, not at this point, and the voices and automatic writings into the, the film. Cause I thought this was a very unique thing and it's, it makes it really personal. So I, uh, I, went and shot more with my grandmother and more improvisational scenes, uh, had no idea how it was going to work in the film. So every time we shot with her, I'd have to take a week long break and to rework it into the film. And then, uh, when she, uh, when I was finished shooting, I was in post-production, uh, dementia got really bad for my grandmother and we had to put her in a care home. So we, I, uh, um, yeah. Uh, so I put her into a, so we put her in a care home and I was cleaning out the, um, the, her back room in her house. And I found two boxes and one box was all of her automatic writings, which my family thought she burnt in 1968, like burnt, she burnt, she thought they, or my family thought that she burnt them all. So, uh, there's a whole box of them full, like hundreds and hundreds of them. All the ones you see in the film are from my grandmother. And then there's another box that was a thousand, a thousand page journal documenting every single day she spent with Seder when she first met him until she ended up into a psychiatric hospital. And that's when I, when I read that journal, I was like, I need to put Seder somehow into this film. And again, I was already well into post-production here. So I, uh, then it was like a race against time because my dementia was starting to take over. And so I, would talk to my grandmother. She would say more things about Seder. The first day she said everything I basically needed the first day, but then like by the third or fourth day, uh, Seder was completely gone uh, out of her mind then. So that's kind of the history. Yeah. What I find interesting is from the notes, the press notes that I got is how, how you say that she, after it went on and she, she shot her, her, her role in the film, she didn't remember that, but, she had a clear memory of Seder still after that. Uh, when was this? Sorry. After after you guys shot, after she shot her her role in the film or the uh, no. the things that she was she was in, she didn't remember. She didn't recall shooting her shooting days on the film, but the, she she clearly still remembered everything about yeah. Seder. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, oh yeah. I mean, she would uh, when we were done shooting. She didn't really. She didn't remember that we were. Well, no, she remembers that we were there. She remembered because we bonded a lot. And throughout this whole thing, and she'd call me every day being like, Hey, one of your friends going to come and hang out with me. And, but, uh, she would, uh, yeah, she didn't really know like really what the film that there was like a film, I guess. 
and um uh and even while we were shooting sometimes she'd get so in the the moment that she would forget that we were even we were even filming at so and yeah when you when you read the journal that you that you found, I mean, what 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 did you learn about her experiences with with Seder? Well, that's a that's a long one. Uh, I mean, I'll like so Seder came in, and a lot of other voices came into her head. They were all like um, different initials. So there's like uh, A N N and um, Q X S and Q X I. Uh, And Seder was the, the, when he came in, he was like the ruler of all of them. And my grandmother would, um, she, she gave herself into these voices. Like that it was, she had her whole family that she had to take care of, care of, but she was like neglecting them because she was only talking with these voices in her head. And these voices would go and tell her what to do. Like she would go and drive, um, she would drive around and allow them to direct her where to go. And they would all argue with each other. And so she would get lost. Uh, then she, uh, Seder ended up convincing her that she was the biblical Eve and she ended up falling in love with Seder and they would do something called spiritual lovemaking. And, um, so yeah, those are some of the stories, uh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, because you, is it just your grandma who saw them or who else in your family saw or heard from Seder? Only only my grandmother heard from Seder. I do like history of voices, though. Like so my great great grandmother had voices in her head and ended up in a psychiatric hospital. And my when my grandmother was four, I think it was between four and six. I don't it was It's in the journal. But uh, uh, her mother. So my great grandmother also heard voices and uh killed herself because of it uh but then so and then when my grandmother turned 40 in 1968 that's when uh she started hearing the voices in Seder. yeah yeah i was gonna say but no no one else said specifically that it was Seder speaking to them also uh no one in my family no No. okay and and (laughs) it ended with my grandmother my mom is perfectly sane (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm assuming when when uh when she started when your grandma started getting care that Seder somehow came up with with her doctors that were taking care of her. Did did they say anything about her talking to Seder? Um Well, I don't I don't know. I um oh man. I'm trying to remember like there was a final no- I haven't read this in a a couple years. Oh man, maybe it's not I've yeah, it's been probably three years since I read read it, so uh, I'm definitely going to be pretty fuzzy on it. But uh, there was a final note that she wrote while in the psychiatric hospital, and it was saying something along the lines of, they don't want me speaking to Seder, but we have a lot of work to do when we get out of the, when we get out of here. Hmm. Seder and I still have a lot of work to do. Um, so that's that's really all I know or remember about her doctor visits. Cause she still had, a, cause obviously the, the journal would end probably then in the psychiatric hospital. Cause I don't know how much access they have to papers. Well, oh no, she was typing it up. So it was all, ty- uh, the journal was on a typewriter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how, I mean, you, you, you kind of, because of the movie, you kind of 
can figure out how you see it, but how do the rest of your family, how do they see, how do they feel about Seder to them? Is it, was it something real or just something in your grandma's head? Or how do they see Seder? Um, well, they all think it's real. I, I, I think it's a product of mental illness. Um, but my, uh, my mom thinks he is a kind thing, a kind spirit. Uh, and my aunt thinks, thinks, uh, he is the, the devil. Um, and I don't know, remember what my uncle thinks. Uh, my uncle just thought like my grandmother was, but one, one story that he said was, um, that she, when she does her automatic writing, so how that works for her is she would uh, have a glass of gin and a pen and paper and would sit in a chair and at night whenever all the kids go to bed and start just she would zone out and let uh Seder talk through her and she'd write down everything that he said and when my uncle got up in the morning to go to school he was probably eight or nine at that time he said my grandmother would still be sitting there she was there all night still be sitting there writing um but uh yeah he, he he they all get still get creeped out especially when like with watching the film it definitely creeped them out and like uh i have little personal aspects in the film that no one would really know like um you hear this little or you hear uh, some classical music playing in the background on on one scene mm-hmm. and, or on all the scenes of my grandmother you hear this one song playing in the background and that's the song uh that she used to listen to over and over and over again in 1968 when she was uh, doing these automatic writings. I know that because in the journal, she, she said it in the journal. And so when my family hears, hears that it gives them chills. I mean like the, the music, because that brings back a memory. And yeah, I was, I was about to ask you that. Have they seen the movie? But obviously they have. I mean, what, what was the reaction when they first, when you first told them I'm doing a movie with Seder and when they first saw it, what was their initial reaction? Uh, well, I mean, my mom knew, from the big, when I knew I was going to approach this. So uh, she, she's just super supportive and wants me to, to get the, she just doesn't want to paint my, have me paint my grandmother in a bad light. I definitely paint my grandmother in a creepy light, but I think my grandmother's pretty endearing in a, in quite a few scenes. But, um, uh, I didn't tell my uncle and my aunt until I was, until I'm sorry about that noise for hearing that. I don't know how to turn it off. Um, uh, I told, I didn't tell my, yeah, I didn't tell my uncle and my aunt until I was done because I was definitely kind of afraid of what they might what they might say. Um, they liked it though. They're they're all super proud that it, like they've been. I've been trying to make films now for 21 years, so like now that um, I'm starting to get a little bit attention, I guess uh, they are. Uh, they're all super proud of me. So what what made you what made you want to make a movie featuring i mean i you i know you said after you saw the um uh, read the uh, the journal but, but what what made you want to make a movie featuring Seder? Uh, just i mean it's I mean, you don't get that opportunity very often I and mean, how often would like you're making a film you're making a horror movie and then you just happen to come across this supernatural entity that is so personal to you like, why wouldn't you want to make something about that? You know, like that is a very, very unique experience that not a, that just kind of happened by chance and that wouldn't happen with, or yeah. Uh, 
I, uh, and then also I want to adapt her journals one day into a film. It won't be a horror film. It'd be a, like a drama. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's way later. Cause I'm going to stay in this, in this genre for a while. Uh, I need to, this will be many years down the line. Now I, I want to separate myself from Seder as much as possible. Um, the entity, cause it's, that's a lot of time of just hanging out with that one, one person. Um, so I, uh, um, uh, so just since I do want to adapt that one day, it's, having it in this film and having the actual person that experienced this um, talk about it in my film, I feel like is, it's just, it's really unique and different. So it makes a cool, it makes a cool story to tell. I mean, as far as being able to come on interviews and podcasts like this and just be able to talk about it and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can tell you from, from, from just people, not even people that have seen the movie, this is actually going to make them want to watch the movie even more. Uh, mm-hmm. people just love the paranormal, the supernatural things yeah. that they can't explain. They, they they love that anyway. And I, I was about to say, from from what you're saying, I can't like I can't tell how you see not the movie, but the the entity Seder. Do you see? It, you know, you you said your your uncles they and and um, I think it was your aunt. They see it as uh, the devil or something evil. Your mom thinks it's actually a, a benevolent spirit. I mean, how how do you see it, Jordan? Yeah. Like I, I said earlier, like it's a product of mental health. I, I don't think there's a Seder. Uh, so, I mean, you can believe it if you want, that's fine. Uh, but I, I am, um, yeah, I, I don't, but, uh, I'm still even making this movie. I say I'm hanging out with them because like I'm around a Seder while making this film and, and reading up all about him. So when I say I want to distance myself, it's just, I spent way too much time on this one subject matter that I just need to kind of get away from it for a little bit. And then I'll re I'll return to it eventually. Um, yeah. The, well, the reason I'm asking that, that question is I, I know I can almost hear them asking. There are some people listening to us right now that are, that are probably saying, well, don't, don't you think you're giving life to this entity by putting them on screen? And I, I I'll tell you me personally, I don't think so. But I mean, you as a director. I mean, how giving, do you see what, it? Giving giving Seder life on the screen. Yeah, get, just just giving it more more life because a, a lot of these entities, if that's what they really, if that's what Seder really is, they 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 live on that. They live on our emotions, or a, a lot of people, even if it's through film or through recorded media, they still get some kind of life in there. So I know there's a lot of well, people good. asking, don't you? <laughs> that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, Seder haunts all you. That's all good. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> if, 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 if Seder comes to you, please, uh, send me an email. Actually one person did already. Uh, they, um, this was a, a few months ago. They haven't even seen the film. They just said they were, a uh, Seder came to him, uh, um, years ago. Uh, and he's, uh, he, he even wrote like a song about him and, uh, and, but he wrote me like, I needed to tell you my experience with Seder. And, uh, I r- randomly searched him and came across your movie and how it's about this entity. And so, uh, and then of course I printed that out and sent it to, um, my family yeah. and they, that got them all, they got chills and, and, uh, freaked out a little bit too. But. Well, the funny thing about that, it, this can actually go one of two ways. It can either go with, yeah, you're giving life to this evil entity if you want to see it as that. Or from a director's point of view, like you said, 
cool. This is a new franchise that's starting out. I created a new character, a new superhero, yeah. if, you, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If uh, if if Seder gets its own little cult following, I mean, the entity, uh, great. Like, yeah, that's just... Um, well... I'm all for it. Uh, I'm sorry that he'll he'll haunt you and 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 look at you while you're sleeping because that's what my grandmother uh, said is that sh- he'll uh, he'll stand at the foot of the bed and just like stare at you and um, yeah because that's not creepy at all. <laughs> I mean, not yeah. even say it or just anybody just standing at the foot of your bed and staring at you. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. Uh, but I was gonna say. And this is, I guess, more of a, again, more of a production, more of a a filmmaker question. Uh, I I know the answer as, you know, doing productions also. But you mentioned a, a few times uh, um, that you don't want to be in this world. You don't want to play around Seder. But if it goes that way, that it becomes a thing, I mean, yeah. will you want to continue it? Uh, not in the horror sense. Um, I, like, I fictionalize it enough as I have, I would want, want to, because it's more about respecting my grandmother's journey. Uh, so she's in the film. So that's one thing, but I like, I would love to tell her story and how Seder truly impacted her life. Uh, not the fictionalized aspect that I put into it. And, um, uh, that would be the only way I would continue it. I will, I will, I would never like make Seder a huge, like if this is like the conjuring and then you make like the nun sequel with a yeah. bunch of like, like I would not make Seder just a big pop out movie um, uh, with a very, I wouldn't make a super commercial pop out movie out of Seder. It, that's not, not the entity that not for the, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Good. Um, cause that's, that's how some horror franchises have died because the, 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 the first one was fantastic. The sequel was okay, but then they, I use the term, they hollow Hollywoodized it too much. And then that's what usually kills I don't it think off. I'll have a problem with that, with this one. Uh, like people coming to me like that. Cause this is already such a, uh, art, art house film mm-hmm. and not the most commercial film. So I already kind of set myself up for disaster if I wanted to make that type of a, movie and to and make sequels and stuff like that um so uh i don't think anybody's gonna be coming along uh asking to get that made and i'm not i'm not pursuing it so i'm a uh, moving on to other types of to other types of projects okay. story. um i will like what i will do though uh is since everything takes place in like one world all my films kind of take place in one world universe which i was not inspired by the Marvel movies, but inspired by Kevin Smith and his like clerks and, and, uh, and dogma and how like the world's kind of like all of his movies connect with like logos and brands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like you could see that in Seder with, uh, I have like my cock and rock eatery brands and my cook crooks vodka brands. And, uh, so I, I have like my own like income and movie companies and, uh, and I will, uh, I could potentially uh, talk about Seder in another film uh, like as it, the world connects, but it wouldn't be like the the sole focus or anything. So those would be called Jordan Graham Easter eggs. Yes. And I have a lot of Easter eggs in in Seder. Uh, There's a lot, there's a lot uh, of little things that you just have, if you find them and you'll see them in, 
you can see them in my past projects, which I don't recommend you go looking for, but, um, <laughs> in future and future ones, they'll, uh, they'll pass on in there. Yeah. Little Easter eggs. So, well, I, I would say, no, do go look for them because, uh, yeah, they may be not like what Seder is, but it, again, be proud of them. You know, it's, it's what you do. Oh, no. Well, no, well, it's just like, it's not, it's kind of like, okay. Like with Seder, like I'm already the film Seder, I'm already, um, it's hard for me to watch, so I know I can do better, but I'm still extremely proud of it, right? Uh, my last project that I did, uh, I went into it as kind of like a joke. I was just trying to make something with some friends, and it's the acting's horrible. Everything about, like, to me, everything's just horrible about it. And I was never, it was never a project that I was really trying to even get out there. But then I made a trailer, and the trailer got attention, and then a sales agent came to me and was like, uh, we'd like to see if we can sell this. And I'm like, oh, well, if I can make some money off this, that'd be kind of cool. I just, I wish my name wasn't on it. But uh, <laughs> so, um, so that's out there. But I, uh, I wish it wasn't because again, like I just, I went into it not liking it. Right. And it wasn't supposed to be like a passion project or anything. Uh, and unfortunately that is like technically my first work, but I consider Seder because Seder's the first time I actually had a feature that I'm, I cared about and knew that I'm going into this and I'm going to care about every little aspect of it. And, um, I, I would love it if this was my, my first work, but that's all right. It's okay. People can see the progress, I guess. So. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I, I told you in, uh, in the other interview we did, but it's, it, it's really good. The, uh, it's very atmospheric. And, and again, when all of you are watching and I have a link on the show description for you guys to watch it, when you're watching it, appreciate Jordan even more because he, he did it all. Literally. He, he, he shot it. he, did the sound he did catering for himself yeah he did everything whatever you <laughs> yeah, needed. I catered for the crew yeah a lot of money at catering for the crew which is just myself yeah. yeah so so to wrap up i mean i mean when whether they're horror fans or they just happen to to, to see it uh, on their on their queue and they get it because hey it looks like a like an interesting poster or whatever yeah what do you hope viewers take away from when they watch Seder? um take away i feel like more about just even getting like into it um and i feel like people when they're going to get into watch if they're going to look at the movie and go oh this looks like something to watch like i i i they should be ready just to to put themselves in a weird mood they have to put themselves in the right place it's not just a movie you can just put on have in the background or just or even have a movie where it's like oh there's just going to be this plot that uh, you're going to follow the story and it's like you're not going to get the story right away because i i don't like when i don't just hand hold hand hand your hold hand you is that the right word yeah don't hold your hand throughout throughout the um uh the film but also some things are just so vague that there's there's just you you wouldn't be able to know the first time going through um which is fine uh, the it's supposed to be a, about a feeling that you get and you're supposed to just allow it to be creepy and allow yourself to kind of feel like you're in a trance. Um, and then when you said take away, what to take away that, yeah, some, I guess that somebody did this all themselves. They put a lot of work into it and, um, uh, I don't know, I guess just what take, I don't know with taking away, uh, well, yeah, I, well, I would I would say yeah, definitely that respect for you, like I said, as a filmmaker. But but what what I was thinking because I I kind of got that a little bit. 
um, as the story goes on, it, it can be a very emotional story also, especially for those that have that have people mm-hmm. who suffered me- from mental illness. But even if you haven't uh, seen this, and then when you when you research and, and and start learning more about the about Jordan's backstory and why he made Seder, it will it should give you a new respect for people that do have mental illnesses, dementia, uh, and especially people the family that has to go through it with them. Um, so that that's what I was I was thinking also is yeah I know I know it's a horror film and you don't expect things like that in, in a horror film but this this one actually would I think will get a few people to to look at look at mental illness in a in a different light if you will yeah because actually the person in there is actually suffering it while we're shooting I mean like while it's going on it's not acting so that that makes it pretty real and and organic uh, which I imagine you don't see in most like feature like uh narrative yeah. film with the same topic yeah yeah so so that definitely it's called again it's called Sator s-a-t-o-r links on the show description for you guys to go and watch it you will enjoy it i guarantee you that uh so jordan if you can talk about it if you have anything do you have anything coming up for 2021 or in, in the future um well not for 2021 uh we gotta get through covid first um but i am writing and hopefully it doesn't take seven years to get the next projects made. I do have, I have a really heavy subject uh, film with heavy subject matter uh, that I spent a couple of years on. That one has to do with um, the child abductions that went on in Belgium and the, and throughout Belgium in the nineties. That's one. And then the other one I'm writing right now, that's a little bit, uh, it's still dark, but it's, it's, a lot more fun, I guess. And that one's about a impossibly long shipping container with like a cosmic horror type feel to it. So, okay. And, uh, give them a uh, website, social media, anywhere where they can follow everything. you have. Yeah. It's that Jordan Graham film, uh, my Instagram at Jordan Graham film. Uh, that's the only thing I'm on and I post every once in a while, not often, but, um, I'm always on there. So looking at stuff and yeah. you can write me a message if you want. Yeah, I mean, like always for you guys, I'll make it easy. I'll just link everything up on the uh, on the show description. Just click on Jordan's name; it'll take you right to there. So, again, the movie is called Seder. I have a link on the uh, show description. You can get it. Jordan Graham, thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah. Enjoyed the film, and you're welcome back on Paranormal Perception anytime. Thank you, I appreciate it. So now you've got something to watch over the weekend. Seder again available everywhere: Amazon Video, Google Play, iTunes, Apple TV. It's on Fandango. Again, linked to everything, all of that. On the show description, just just click on Seder and it'll take you to that. Also, click on Jordan Graham's uh, name and it'll take you to his Instagram so you can follow him on there and watch for all the new things that he has coming soon. So interesting story, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, it's 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 like I said, I, it like I mentioned the Jordan Bernard, it it's um, interesting story, but once you start knowing the story behind the story, like I said, it's it's a pretty sad story at the end, especially those of you who have dealt with someone in your family with with, me, with a mental illness, with dementia, you definitely will see yourself in uh, in, in the Jack character and in grandma's, uh, Jordan's grandma's uh, story for, and, and Seder. Seder, again, available now for you guys to watch over the weekend. So there's, there's the episode. What do we have coming up next week? Well, I can't tell you yet. Not because it's a secret, but because we haven't confirmed yet. Um... Well, I, yeah, I won't say anything because then 
If I tell you something and it doesn't happen, then Henry's a liar, and yeah, we don't we don't want to go there. So I'll just say, follow us on our um, on all our social media on Instagram. It's Paranormal Perception Two on Twitter at Paraperception One, the number one, the number two, and I will tell you there who our guests are going to be. Maybe two, maybe one, but I'll tell you who they're going to be um, soon because we'll probably uh, lock them up sometime later today and. You can visit their websites, watch their videos, whatever they have. And if you have questions, again, paranormalperception.show on the main page. Scroll down a little bit from when you're listening to the show, and you'll see a button that says Start Recording. When you when you hit that, be ready to ask a question because you can do exactly that. You can ask a question for the guests or for me or just give a general comment about Paranormal Perception. Maybe tell me who or what you want to hear about on the show in a future episode, uh, or maybe you you yourself want to come on the show you can you can do that by the way i i keep forgetting to tell you guys this if you want to remain anonymous let me know before before um i go ahead and air it let me know that you don't whether this is you don't want this to go on the air it's just another way to, for you to get a hold of me but if you do then you know again same thing let me know uh, and I will air your question and your comment on a future episode of Paranormal Perception. Let, let me, just want, letting you know because don't assume just because you record something that's automatically going to end up on the air. You you let me know if you want to or not. So again, it's paranormalperception.show, so you can leave a message or a question for an upcoming guest, and we'll hear you. They'll, the guest will answer your, your question directly on a future episode of Paranormal Perception. So, have a great weekend, stay safe, and I will talk to you then. Bye. And that was Paranormal Perception. The facts and opinions heard on this episode are those of the guest and host of Paranormal Perception. If they make you uncomfortable, or cause you to question your outlook on life, good, you're waking up. Continue that journey on the show's official website, paranormalperception.show. Contact Henry with questions, comments, or if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, henry at paranormalperception.show. Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. Paranormal Perception was conjured by the Audio Wizards at 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. I'm watching. <laughs>